Hello and welcome to Housewives and Me, a podcast about why we love the real housewives. I'm your host, Connor Bean, and you're welcome back for another brand new episode. Today, I'm talking to someone I've wanted to have on the podcast for ages. The one and only Georgie Crawford joins me for a deep dive into her housewives obsession. This is someone who's watched plenty of the shows. We get into New York, New Jersey, Beverly Hills, OC, Potomac. We talk dinner parties, taglines, the whole shemang. We even have that conversation. I love to have with people here about who we'd want to see on an Irish version of Housewives as well. And I loved what Georgie had to say about the shows. She takes that I hadn't even thought of, which is great because, you know, I've talked to a lot of people for this podcast and I love hearing like perspectives about the shows that I hadn't considered. She also said that she loves people watching and that's kind of how she got into the shows initially. And I love that because I've always said Housewives is like high end people watching. It's like going from seeing someone in a cafe and wondering what they're up to, to having a camera follow them to their home and tell you all about their love life and everything. So I loved that take on the shows. So here it is without any further ado, it's Georgie Crawford on Housewives and Me. My guest today is a broadcaster and wellness advocate whose podcast, The Good Glow, is a massive hit. And she's, of course, co-hosting a new spin-off of it as well called Soul Sisters. And later this month, she brings The Good Glow live to the National Concert Hall. Georgie Crawford, welcome to Housewives and Me. Finally, it's my moment on Housewives and Me. <laughs> I love your podcast. I love all of your guests. I love the chat. So thank you so much for asking me. Well, thank you for coming on and thank you for listening. It's still, it sounds mad. I'm sure you, you feel like this as someone who does podcasts. When someone says, they actually listen it still kind of blows my mind I'm like really you listen like it's it's surreal I know I'm the same because it's you just get so caught up in the moment of you and your guest and then you put it out into the world and it's so funny because I'm on a journey to have a second baby at the moment um, Mm -hmm. through surrogacy and I was chatting about it on my Instagram the other day to say you know I try to keep myself positive and the waiting can be hard and someone sent me a message and they were like Georgie you give birth to a new creation every Every single Sunday that you put out into the world for the greater good. And that's the day my podcast comes out. So I just took that as the most beautiful compliment that although, you know, I may be waiting for my second baby, it's so nice to create something um, every week. Yeah, you're so right. And there's a lot. Of, it's, it's always a labor of love because, you know, no matter who you are podcasting, it's there's always more more work that goes into it than maybe people realize. And I'm not saying that to sound ungrateful. It's just the reality of any mm-hmm. creative project. So you're right. It's good to reframe it as you put this out in the world and, and it is a labor of love every week. Oh, absolutely. And it's such a joy to do it. But I'm so excited to talk about the housewives. As I said, like I'm an OG housewife fan. So I'm, I've am i been ready for this conversation for a long time. <laughs> okay, well, actually, let's start there then. I'm dying to know just how you got into the shows and what was your gateway, I suppose. Yeah, it's such a good question. I remember one day when I was working in Spin, which is a radio station, and I went home from work sick one day. I'd come down with like a cold or a flu or something. So I, I came home uh, to the apartment where myself and Jamie lived at the time. And I remember thinking to myself, oh, my God, I have the whole day to do nothing now. And I suppose for my whole life, I just run around like a headless chicken. So to be off sick for, for the day and have a kind of duvet day was something that you know, I was really excited about that day. And I sat down yeah. and I put on Netflix and um, The Real Housewives of New York had 
you know, yes. the first two seasons had been I remember uploaded. this. Yes. Yes. I remember this time. I re- you're bringing me way back. Yes. Yeah. So this was the days before Hey You, like you couldn't access yeah. the housewives in Ireland. So I got so engrossed in it. I couldn't get enough of it. And I've never looked back. <laughs> that is amazing. I, I remember that so vividly because it was kind of a gateway for me as well. Because it was, I was finding it through less than legal means at the mm-hmm. time. So when it was on my Netflix, I was like, this is a sign. So I'm so glad. Because <laughs> that feels like a fever dream. That original time it was on Netflix all those years ago. So I'm glad it wasn't just me. Yeah. And it, it wasn't there for long either. It was, no. it was a very brief time. And I remember I would talk to people about the housewives and nobody else would watch it like I'd no one to talk to about it yes and that's the funny thing even now having done this podcast is there's people like yourself who've watched it for a while there's newcomers and everybody who starts watching is like I just needed to to speak to someone about this (laughs) so you started with New York I mean let's talk about New York as a show and like why it stuck struck I guess why it stuck with you then and why you've kept watching over the years and it has changed a lot as well yeah so I always loved Big Brother I've always been you know a people watcher I love um watching people I'm kind of nosy so when the housewives came along it was like all of these different characters and I love you know the behind the scenes feeling of getting to look around their houses and seeing what Mm -hmm. they're eating and you know what clothes they were wearing and I remember with New York there were so many different characters so obviously like Bethany Frankel who just came in like a hurricane and just you know, became the star of New York. But um, originally, you know, watching Alex McCord and um, Jill Zarin and Luann, it was just brilliant. But I always, always, always had a soft spot for Bethany. And I think that's because she started as the underdog. Yes, that's so true. So it was amazing just to watch Bethany grow. And, Mm. and, And almost, I feel like Bethany became one of us. So like her commentary on the cast became just gold and her interviews, her one-on-one interviews, I just loved so much. And I just think it's so sad now that Bethany isn't on it anymore. And I miss her so much on it. And would you want her to come back? Because I don't know, I'm sure you saw there's news that like they're kind of doing a reboot of the original show and they'll have the original cast members on their own kind of spin-off. Would you want Bethany to be back with those gals or do you think maybe she's moved on? It's hard to call. Yeah, I think she's definitely moved on, but I want her back. I want her back with Jill. <laughs> I want them out in the Hamptons together. Um, I also love the way Luann kind of became uh, the star of the show again then in in the latter years and again, she was kind of the underdog for a while, wasn't she, with everything that was going yeah, on? Yeah. So I just I find her really entertaining I'd hate if Luann wasn't on it like her going to visit her poster um you know <laughs> the the what is it eggs francais and all of these <laughs> hilarious yes. moments that uh you just couldn't write I feel like though I know you have your show coming up in the, in the national concert hall and I'm sure there's posters maybe outside the venue or in the venue like I'd love for you <laughs> to recreate that scene where you're like that's me and be like that's me up there I am <laughs> we could do it side by side I'm going to do that and send it to you <laughs> <laughs> they'd be like and you can just put it on Instagram and be like if you know you know and you can do a side by side with you on the one. <laughs> oh my god this is genius <laughs> <laughs> we're reaching the Housewives fans today um, who else are you kind of drawn to on New York I mean 
people love Dorinda who's kind of coming back for this girls trip season that's coming soon like they're definitely strong personalities on that show yeah and I love I loved Dorinda I loved the madness of the Berkshires I love Sonia actually Jamie got a cameo um, for me a message from Sonia about the Good Glow podcast it is hilarious oh really yeah (laughs) so good Um, but I was a big fan of Alex McCord I I don't know what it was about her and her relationship with her husband god I can't remember his name now Simon Simon Simon. Um, (laughs) I loved watching that because I I, it made that whole it always made me feel really uncomfortable and that's great TV yeah that's true and I I love that you're such an ardent Alex McCord fan because I find there aren't many of them but people who are into Alex are very passionate so I'm not surprised I heard she lives in Australia now and she's got no interest in having anything to do uh, with coming back to any spin-off shows or anything like that. But, you know, we'll live in hope. Yeah, we'll we'll light a candle and hope for the best. <laughs> um, you mentioned, like I asked you before we spoke today, just what Housewives shows you watching, you very kindly gave me a list. And you mentioned that you watch Real Housewives in New Jersey and you said, I think it's my favourite. So why is it your fave and how did you get into New Jersey? Yeah, I was reluctant to start New Jersey because, you know, when you're starting a new franchise, you're like, oh, God, I'm all in now. I'm going to fall in love with these people. I'm not going to get anything done. (laughs) Uh, But something was just telling me to watch New Jersey. And, you know, I'm a big family person. I love family dynamics. And yes, oh, like there is something about Teresa Judice or Judice, whichever way you like to say yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. You can kind of say it both, yeah, can't you? <laughs> that I cannot tear myself away from. And my best mate, Audrey, actually recently in the last few years started to to watch New Jersey and, and Audrey's like, oh, mamma me. And she's always like, she does <laughs> such a good impression of Teresa. And, um, you know, I, I just think there's there's something so magical about her. It's like she's not a real person. The kids, the bows, sometimes, you know, when she says coincidence for like coincidence and things <laughs> like it's just gold. <laughs> and of course, Melissa and Joe and, you know, I love Joe. I absolutely adore Joe Gorga. And what do you make of Melissa and Teresa's? I don't even want to say few because I think what it is is they just don't get on that well overall. But it obviously has come up a lot, even on this most recent season, like their strained relationship, I suppose. Like, what do you make of the Melissa-Teresa beef as someone who's a fan of Teresa? I would love to see what it's like when the cameras stop rolling. I'd love to know, you know, it seems like there is something we don't know. Like, it's... It doesn't make sense to me. Like, why would Teresa hate Melissa so much? Because Melissa seems, you know, to facilitate their relationship. You know, she was, you know, so nice to the mum and dad and all that. So, like, it doesn't really make sense to me. And I think Teresa is so mean to Melissa. I know. She is. She is. Yeah, like, with the bridesmaid thing. And, you Mm. know, just she just is. It's like a jealousy, isn't it? It it kind of is. And, like, I do think... I mean, and even at the reunion this season, Therese was bringing up stuff she took issue with or with Melissa that was from years ago. But I think at its core, the idea that Melissa allegedly wanted on the show and didn't tell Teresa, I think she has held that against her the entire time and will never let it go. Yeah, that's what I mean about it. it's like historical. And I think as yeah. well, she feel she I would say everyone bows down to Teresa, like in the neighborhood, like her friends, like she's the queen mm. bee. So when Melissa isn't playing ball with her, I would say Melissa kind of treats her like everyone else. And that doesn't sit right with Teresa. But, you know, watching 
Teresa go to jail and you know how she was treated by by Joe I just I think she's had it really tough you know and I think she always puts her best foot forward and you know she's not the monster that Ramona is like at least she she's like right, open yeah, to yeah. learning and growing as a person so I think you know sometimes I feel like the cast are a bit hard on her especially going after Louis this season I was like oh god like she's been through so much like she's happy you know, she's a grown woman. She, you know, obviously they're trying to protect their friend, but um, yeah, there's just something about her that I've I've always rooted for her. And do you think, like, I've said this to people who watched Jersey before, particularly actually people who grew up in Dublin, and you mentioned family earlier, that there is something very Irish about House Eyes in New Jersey. And I don't know if it's just like, you know, Italian-Americans and Irish-Americans seem similar in our, in our heads or like there's cultural similarities, but like there's something about New Jersey where I'm like, if this was playing out down the street for me, I wouldn't even blink. <laughs> I know. And even like some of their parties, like when you go from Beverly Hills, which is so like yes. luxurious and then you could just then stick on Jersey and they're just like drinking out of red cups in like an arcade. <laughs> it's like, it's so relatable, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I think as well, it's the family vibes and it's the cooking together and it's the, uh, the buffets and things like, it's all very Irish in a way, isn't it? Yeah. I was going to say the the cheese plates and the feel even Irish to me, even Dolores is now going out with a guy who is Irish. And when I saw him, her post photos of him, I literally went the Irish head in him. Like he couldn't look more Irish, yeah. you know? And uh, they came on holidays to Ireland. I actually saw on Vicky Nataro's Instagram page uh, that Dolores was in Ireland. So I was like fully, yes. fully checking that, that trip out. I know. I was like hoping, I think at one point she was speaking to one of the drag queens I work with at George and we were like, just to let you know, we have shows on these days if you're around, blah, blah, blah. And like, we were just, pro- we kept being like, this is the week she's here. Maybe she'll just walk in. It didn't happen. But oh, I pray God. one day I get to meet Dolores in person because Dolores, of all of them who feel Irish to me, she is the most quote unquote Irish because she just has that real like very salt of the earth or something. I just really kind of vibe with Dolores. Out of all of the housewives who would you like to see at a sh- one of your shows the most or like a gig that you're DJing at or, you know, <sighs> who who's the ultimate that you want to walk in the door? I it's see, I'm kind of thinking of like, if I'm DJing, I want someone there who's going to have a good time. And I do think if Lisa Rinna was yes. on form and high kicking, <laughs> then I'd want that. If it was like to kind of hang out with and be like, I love you. It probably like, I know you don't watch Atlanta, but Candy Burris from Atlanta, I really like. So I think if, I think I'd probably go with like, maybe Kyle Richards and Lisa Rinna, because I'd want them to like do the splits and act mad. Yes. And I feel like they probably would, you know, and they'd take photos of people and I'd have a drink. I feel like drink with Lisa Rinna would be fun. Oh, Lisa Rinna. Like I, her <laughs> dancing videos, like the joy she brings to the world. She is a queen. Well, let's talk about Beverly Hills, actually, because it is just back. We've got a new season that's begun and it looks like it's going to be explosive. And obviously mm. Lisa Rinna, as always, is at the centre of most of the drama. So what do you make of Beverly Hills and what is it about it that you like as a viewer? Yeah, so w- with all of the Housewives shows, like I hate a day of adventures. Like I hate watching <laughs> Kyle and Dorit drive around Rome in those cars. 
I hate when Teresa's like at the top of a pole with a helmet on. Like I hate that stuff. It's I want to be sitting. Be- I want the like the phone footage on planes of like yes. the food they're eating. I want every single order. I want to know, you know, when they go into a restaurant like that's the stuff I want. I don't and I and I'm not mad on the kids stuff either. Like I don't really oh. care about any of their kids. That's interesting because, yeah, the kids often become quite the focus, strictly with like if they've younger kids, because I guess it sounds obvious, but their kids are around more often than when they're younger. So you're not really into that. No, I just want pure like re- the reality of it. I don't want any sort like, you know, when they went last season in Beverly Hills and they were sitting around eating Taco Bell, um, they went up <laughs> the mountains. That, like, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's what I love. But Beverly Hills for me, um. I wasn't a huge fan of Lisa Vanderpump. Okay. She just, I don't know, I just always kind of preferred Kyle. Um, Mm -hmm. But then I watched Vanderpump Rules and I think I got a new respect for Lisa and like the work that she does in her community. And I was like, oh, wow, I would have loved to have seen more of that side of Vanderpump on Beverly Hills because I think she was always the villain and she was they always kind of showed her stirring the pot and stuff like that. But then when I watched um, Vanderpump Rules, I was like, oh, she's a mother to all of these people and she really cares. Um, So, yeah, I, I wasn't a big fan of how Vanderpump was edited. Um, but right from the start, I, I've always loved the Richards just because of the Paris Hilton connection originally, you know, and just, oh my God, they're, yeah. they're Paris's aunties, you know, <laughs> um, and, and back, back in season one or two when they were in the limo, um, and Kyle and, uh, her sister were having that fight in, in the limousine, like that was that was tough to watch. I feel like on Beverly Hills, there's been more kind of uh, substance abuse and maybe al- like alcohol topics covered. Yeah, I think it's and it's also because we go into a show like that. And I know that people who live in the US or particularly even California, they're like, well, you know, they're actually all in Encino or wherever. And I'm like, you have to understand for us, Beverly Hills is a mindset and a vibe. It's not like a strip of houses on a street. And I think we notice the kind of issues and the alcohol abuse and all that kind of stuff more because we expect Beverly Hills to be Hollywood where everything's Mm. perfect. Whereas on New Jersey, it's like, well, they've got fairly normal looking kitchens. So if they've got problems, that feels more understandable because that's what life is like for all of us. Whereas we see these wealthy people and go, they couldn't have any problems, but oh, 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 turns out they do. Yeah. So yeah, like Beverly Hills, like, so Kyle, obviously I always, um, felt so bad for Taylor Armstrong and everything that she was going through. And it was just hard to watch at times, especially Mm. that scene, remember, with herself and Kyle when they were in the jacuzzi, they were away. And Taylor was just in a really bad way. I found that pretty hard to watch. And then I suppose when Lisa Renna came in, it kind of became a little bit more fun. And that side of Kyle then comes out. I feel like she doesn't need much to kind of get a yeah. little bit giddy like I think Kyle Kyle is the crack I love her and then obviously Dorit I adore Dorit and oh wow yeah I love her clothes I love her I love the way she calls people out and um then Garcelle as well because Garcelle is just giving it to people straight up yeah and I feel like Garcelle has come at a great time for the show in that like 
a lot of them have been around each other for a long time and Garcelle is like open to being friends with them but she's also not afraid to go well I'm new here and I don't get why so-and-so does this and they kind of need that sometimes. Yeah she kind of takes them down like a peg or two doesn't she? She kind of grounds them a little bit which is so Mm. needed at times but in terms of I don't know if you saw the first episode of Oh I did, I did. I was bawling crying. (laughs) Yeah I thought it was really powerful I thought it was really emotional particularly the final scene where you could almost see the shock because they kind of said it at Kyle's place. Oh, the shock is going to wear off. And you could almost see her realizing I've done a big groups filming scene. But now actually it's really hitting me that this has just happened. Yeah, I just even as well, they showed it on the Kardashians when Kim was held at good. Yeah. Point. Like I couldn't believe, you know, in a way that Dorit, um, you know, I couldn't believe I was watching the footage and things like that of, of the yeah. break in and. Oh my God, my heart, like just to think about what must have been going through her head, you know, with these men in her house and her ba- her babies in their bed and her husband mm. away. I mean, you must think in those moments that that's it for you. Mm. And also, and if anyone hasn't seen when she was on Watch What Happens Live, it's worth checking out, like she kind of recounts it again. And the thing that comes up is she did stay like eerily calm and kind of, talks them through it almost as if to kind of look you've got this go before you get arrested just leave me take what you need like whereas I think I don't none of us know how I would react in that extreme a situation but I just I couldn't see myself being that calm and so it's kind of mind-boggling that her instincts kind of you know kicked in and did that it's it's insane yeah and then the way that she said that she's the one that keeps it together and PK is the one that falls apart. I thought that was such an insight into their relationship. And yeah. it, it broke my heart seeing PK arrive and just mm. how broken he was. And, you know, it reminds you how precious life is. And it does look like they have it all and these amazing lives. But by them going on TV and, you know, uh, bringing people into their closets and seeing the, these, you know, outfits that they wear and the things that they have, they're really leaving themselves exposed. That's so true. And it's a tricky one because in a way we as a viewer love that and it's part of how they maintain their success and their fame. But it does carry and it's not that it's anybody's fault. I mean, like they should not be have their homes raided or whatever like that's awful but it is sadly a risk that you take even I've heard people say like when some celebrities go away on holidays they wait till they get back to to say that they've been away because they don't want their home to be you know at risk so it is it's kind of hard because we love seeing it but as you say it's it is a big risk yeah and can we just talk about Sutton's reaction when she went (laughs) 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 how could you possibly ever I've got a lot going on Um, I'm dealing with immigration and a designer (laughs) I've been putting out fires all day and Kyle was literally like uh, you could see Kyle was like almost the cogs are turning in her head in the scene being like you know we're filming this like you know it's really happening like you sure this is crazy because I think Kyle is <laughs> there now I, I would say when they're filming they they kind of have the reunion in the back of their minds like if I mm. don't say something I'm going to get called out on this so I yeah. think Kyle was like when she was like um, are, are you serious are you for real like Kyle knew Kyle had to say that in that moment otherwise she'd get crucified at the reunion yeah and I think also Kyle is you know, we mentioned Lisa Vanderpump earlier and Kyle is sort of the last remaining kind of OG on that show. And I do think 
she is kind of Queen Bee, but also I think she tries to be friends with everybody and she wants to maintain this Sutton friendship. And I think they do get along, but she is still very much, you know, a very close friend to Dorit and she's also in Erica's corner in a way. So I could see in her moment, in that moment, she was like, okay, I could really go after it here, but I'm just going to mm. draw a line under it. And what do you think of Rena? Do you think her time's going to be up soon? I don't know. See, everybody says that about her kind of almost every season mm. now. And like... To me, she, and I mean this in a nice way, she's like the cockroach of Beverly Hills. I feel like she'll survive <laughs> everything, you know? Like, people say cockroaches can survive everything. So I kind of, I think we'll probably see a different side of her this year because it does seem that she might get in the mix with Kyle and Kathy, but also we know that sadly her mother died and that that was something that played out while she was filming the show. And I think that's the side of her that we don't always get to see. And it's just, I, obviously I don't want her to suffer, but... I think sometimes when people go through things like you mentioned earlier, it does remind us that they're human and sometimes she's a little bit too much of a caricature of herself on the show. Yeah. And like, what do you think of um, Kyle and Kathy? Like what what happened? I, I've, I've no idea. Have they fallen out? So I was watching Kyle on Watch Happens Live the other day and she mentioned that a good friend of hers who she'd known since she was a child had passed away. Mm-hmm. And she said that Kathy had reached out about it because Kathy would have known this person as well. And she said it was kind of the first time they spoke in a little while. So I think something went down near the tail end of filming on the cast trip where Kyle and Kathy had some kind of falling out over something. But I don't, it's still not clear what it is. And part of me just wants to see it unfold on the show. But like, you do get the sense that like, because you forget they were hot and cold for ages anyway. Yeah. I, I do get the sense they might be in a cold period, but now we're much more invested because we've had some quality time with Kathy on our screens. And do you think that we're going to see that unfold on this season? I think so. I mean, it's in the trailer when Lisa Rinna's like, you said terrible things about this wonderful sister of yours, which I just, every time I see that, it makes me laugh because she's like, so the way she's setting up, I was like, there is nobody better at stirring the pot yeah. than you. Wow. Oh, so good. And then, yeah, because at the moment we're at the, you know, Kyle's trying to figure out what to wear to Paris's wedding. So it seems like things are good at the moment, but you never know with these Richard sisters what's around the corner. That's it. And that's why we keep coming back to that one. Um, another Housewives show that you love is OC. And I it did make me laugh because when you sent me your list, you kind of said that you got a bit bored of it. But you were, and this is a quote from you, were grateful, grateful <laughs> that Heather had returned, which I thought was a great way of putting it. I was like, how gracious. <laughs> I'm grateful you're here. <laughs> I, I don't find many people that watch OC. <laughs> Uh, what do, would you have many guests on the podcast who have watched it? Yeah, I mean, there's people who I know, like there's been people on who watched it from the very beginning. There's people like myself who've dipped in and out. But like I followed it the last few years just because I like keeping up with like the original show and how much it has changed. But um, I made me laugh when you said you were grateful for Heather's return because I think they were grateful she came back as well. Oh, I'd say Andy was so delighted to have her because it, it lost its way for a few years. And I think... Yeah. You know, I think with Beverly Hills, like there is an L, there's a there's a part of them that know what's going on in the world. But with the OC, it's like there is like a 40 foot wall built around that town and they have no idea of, you know, the bigger picture. It just seems Mm. it's gone now to me that I'm watching it and I'm like, have I seen this episode before? It's like I'm going around in circles with it. Um, So I've gotten to the point now where I'm just like, I'm just wasting my time watching this. So yeah, when Fancy Pants came back, I was like, oh, thank God. (laughs) We get to at least see her house, finally. Yes, Um, yes. But then even the tour, like she's just, there's something about Heather that is just 
she just goes a bit too far with the money thing. Really, that's interesting to hear you say because I feel like she gives us what we want in theory, but then when we get it, it's a little bit too on the nose or feels a bit gauche almost. You're like, okay, but like, is there anything else? Yeah, and she has this podcast. Have you ever listened to her podcast? I've dipped in and out, but I've, I usually see the clips if she says something about Housewives and like, yeah. I know that she talks about the show and stuff. It's hard to listen to, like Teddy and uh, Tamara have a podcast and it's it's much better than Heather's one. Like Heather's one, it's like she has these two people on and it's just a podcast about herself, you know, the entire yes, thing. Yes. And it's it's like, don't bother listening to it. But um, so I was relieved and I thought maybe Tamara might come back and um, I'm not sure that's going to happen, but they need to do something. And what did you make of the newbies like Noella and Dr. Jen this year? Did they do anything for you? Were you glad to have some new faces? Um, Dr. Jen did absolutely nothing for me. And uh, Noella, <laughs> um, you know, I thought her her hatred for Heather was a little bit forced at times. It was mm-hmm. like she was like, OK, I need to go up against kind of the Queen Bee and maybe that will keep me around for a few seasons. But it was yeah. just it it just got too petty for me. And I did like the relationship between Gina and Heather and seeing them go to like New York and dropping the, you know, $100 bills along the road as they were, you know, <laughs> having a few too many. Eating a dollar slice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I loved, I loved that, those moments. But um, I, I'd be interested to see where they're going to go with OC or, you know, what Andy is thinking with it. Like half of me thinks Andy might think it's time for the OC like to end. It's hard to know. I feel like they brought Heather back to sort of revive it and it worked a bit. But I think because Tamara's on Girls Trip 2, I have a strong feeling that they will sort of circle her to come back to the OC fold as well. And if they did that, I think because I everyone's talking about Tamara and Heather being on screen together. I really want to see where Tamara and Shannon are because Shannon is like the minute one of the more established people comes in, Shannon kind of get so defensive for over nothing which is always kind of entertaining and what do you think of Shannon's journey like from the first time we saw her when she was with David and she was this like perfect housewife to now like what's going on with her do you think I I mean she does seem to be in a better spot overall now and it, it was I think one of the more satisfying things about this recent season was we got to see like a happier side of her but there is this kind of eternal like warrior and kind of like oh god something's gonna go wrong energy with her where I'm always like even when she's happy she's like having a wobbly about something and it's like I want you to win like I really want you to win yeah and what outfit is she gonna walk through the door in next like you know when she dresses up in like the dice outfit or like she's always in some sort of like I'm like oh god Shannon you're trying too hard like just be yourself you know you don't have to I feel like she tries to kind of ham it up sometimes yeah and it's only you mentioned kind of the adventures that go on in Beverly Hills and I feel like Shannon is that kind of person who's like let's have some forced fun everyone you're like oh I really don't want to do this like this is so cheesy yeah it's like she's trying to recreate one of my favorite moments ever on Housewives was when um Vicky and Tamara were going to Mexico to meet um Shannon and Shannon was yes. standing in the arrivals hall with a tray of tequila. Do you remember that? Oh moment? yes, I did. I loved that episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so good. The three amigos. I really miss the three of them together. But you know, it did. It was kind of turning a bit toxic. Yeah, I'm so curious about Vicky being on this new girls trip thing because I'm kind of like she is 
like truly an icon in Housewives world but also by the time she left OC I was like this person needs a break from being on camera because mm-hmm. it's not working for for either side so I'm curious how she'll come off on the girls from t- season because I think from the trailer alone it looks like she is kind of the instigator of a lot of it yeah oh my god I didn't actually know she was on that I'm dying to see that because I think um the last time OC was was really good was around the Brooks time and yeah. you know watching that all unfold because I I was like, there's no way this man can be lying about having cancer. But yeah. as it went on and on, I mean, he was. And I mean, I don't want I don't want to sound heavy handed, but as someone like yourself who has actually gone through what it is like to have cancer and you're very public about how tough it was, you know, you know firsthand is like it's not something you want to lie about. Like it's there's no like as you say how how could you like the kind of person who would do that is definitely not someone you'd want in your life yeah and I think as well and this is why he was found out because it's impossible to hide when you're you know going through something like that and you know when you're that sick so it must have felt like such a huge betrayal for the cast that they had been led up the garden path like that. But watching that whole, you know, house mm. of cards crumble around them was, and see, this is why the housewives is like so successful because these are storylines that you couldn't even write. Like I can't even believe yeah. this goes on in people's lives. That's the thing. And I feel like if you watched a TV show where someone did that, you go, oh, they've really gone too far in that show now. The script writing is ridiculous. Yeah. But on, on reality <laughs> TV, you're like, well, it happened. <laughs> That's real life. Yeah, exactly. Um, You mentioned as well that you're a fan of Potomac, which I think is such a like a gem in the Housewives crown. I'd love to know what it is about that show that you uh, like so much. Yeah, I think when Potomac came along, it was like a breath of fresh air because they were all so grounded. Um, So I absolutely loved Giselle and Robin's relationship at the start, like back in season Mm -hmm. one and two. Um, I do have a soft spot for Giselle. I don't know why, but I do. I'm the same. Do you? the same yeah I'm the same I don't know what it is even when she's being mean I'm like oh I don't do this because I do like you and I think it's so mean when they slag off her clothes and everything because I think she like looks great um and then Karen obviously the OG of the town there's something brilliant about her like watching her go down that parade when she was sitting on the back of the car like oh my god yeah there and then obviously the Ashley Darby storyline which is incredible and I and I think that she's split with her husband now, uh, which yeah. was probably only a matter of time. But yeah, there's something about Potomac that's 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 quite, like I said, like grounding. I th- I feel like they all they, they don't have any they don't have many notions about themselves. That's such a good way of putting it that it does feel like. And maybe it's because of where they are and, and they have already had existing connections before the show started. But you're right. It doesn't feel as lost in the clouds as some of the other housewife shows can be yeah and I and I love Robin and I was you know rooting mm. for her and I love that she sits in her you know kitchen packing up her like hats to send out to people <laughs> and things I'm just and after getting up at like half 11 but, you know I I can relate to that because you know when you're starting a business and most business, small businesses are start, do start at your kitchen table, you know, and mm. uh, it's nice to see that because when you look at Kyle and Rena and all, they have all of these gorgeous houses, it's nice to watch people on the housewives that are just like us. Yeah, it's funny. It's because 
I think we do like the escapism factor, but like if it's too, if it is too lavish, it starts to feel a bit like actually I'm lost now. Like it is such a fine line. It and I've definitely felt that too as I watched dip between the different franchises as well. Yeah, and I think that's what's happening with Selling Sunset at the moment. Like Selling Sunset has become just completely and entirely unrelatable that I find that I yeah. can't even watch it, watch it now. So I'm just stick to my hair you up. I've got my housewives, Vanderpump rules, um, the occasional, you know, series of um, what's that below deck I would watch yes. sometimes. But it's it's interesting. I, I wonder how long the housewives will be around for. I certainly think a lot of the franchises need to evolve. You know, like I was saying mm. about Lisa Vanderpump, like I wish more of her real life and the 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 impact she makes on the world and in her community i wish they had a show on that side of her yeah it's true i i, I think we're in an interesting place for the franchise effectively where like some shows are still going really strong and we're gonna get like dubai literally in the next few weeks or a month like but then there's some long-running shows where like okay they need to like just tune up the car a little bit or start fresh with which they're gonna do in new york so yeah i think you're right there's kind of I think I honestly think it will run and run because reality TV is still cheaper to make than scripted television. So they'll never not want it on the air. But like definitely is going to, I think, shift again because also our viewing habits just change all the time anyway. Yeah. And what? why do you think I know they had a Dublin Housewives. <laughs> they had a Dublin <laughs> Housewives. But the, oh. the official franchise, that wasn't the official franchise, was it? It wasn't because I remember there was a story going around. I mean, it was reported on. It wasn't like it was in the news and stuff that like they did the first series as Dublin Housewives and NPC reached out and were like, no, 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 no. You did not license this name. You're going to have to change it. So they were like, right, it's Dublin Wives. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you like to see on the Dublin version if there was I one? I, th- I think you should do it. Come oh, on. Oh, Jesus. But I'd love to see Pippa, obviously. Yes, I've thought that too. And like when I had Brian Dowling on, I literally said to him, like, come on, Pippa needs to do yeah. this. Pippa would be the queen bee. Of the Dublin Housewives. I think Suzanne Jackson is made. And I know she does the, is it, what is the name of the show? She doesn't know where she It's the oh, fashion yeah. thing. Um, sorry, I'm, no shade. Style Suzanne, I just have brain fog. Styles Cancers, thank you. Like, I know she does that kind of TV. For me, she is kind of made for reality TV as well. You know, I think she would be such like a charismatic kind of presence on that kind of show. I mean, I'd love to see her do something like oh, that. Oh my God, with her, with her dogs and, yes. you know, oh yeah, like it's a no-brainer. Yeah, so there are people I think who like have a bit of a following online and are known in Ireland who I think will be great for it. But of course, it is that thing too. Like you even see it on the American Housewives shows. Like sometimes the people who are already known don't want to do the show because it might. And this is no knock to anyone here, but like it, you're letting cameras into every inch of your life, and that is a lot to ask of any person. Yeah, and that's what they were saying. Like if you have anything to hide do not do the housewives because they will uncover it. Is there anybody that you would love to have on the good glow from housewives world? Because I mean, even I was thinking of say Bethany, I feel like she would be a great guest for you to kind of chew the fat with. Yeah. I, you know, I've always thought like, who would I get from the housewives that, you know, people in Ireland would, if they didn't watch housewives would still appreciate like Bethany Frankel said something. I think she's really inspiring in terms of business and the way she, she has grown her business has been just mm-hmm. incredible to see and she did this show and she spoke about you know her brand and how her staff should look at it like it's um a shopping 
it's like a department store. So on yes. like level one is like her podcast. Level two is her skinny girl brand. Level three is this. And I was like, God, that's such a clever way to look at it because those who um, come in and shop on, on the first floor may not go up to the second floor. So it made me open my mind in terms of my business. Like, yes, I have a podcast, but what can I offer people who don't listen to podcasts and I, and, yeah. and and I think there were so many lessons in that for me that oh I need to kind of step out of my comfort zone some sometimes and you know what else can I do so yeah if I could get Bethany on on the good glow just to give some tips on you know how she did it how she went from you know selling cookies in the local supermarket to you know, selling half her alcohol brand for rumored to be a hundred million or something. I think she's got a lot to say, a lot of important things to say. Um, so definitely her, I think that's a good shout. Yeah. And maybe now, and I wouldn't have thought of it until you kind of said it earlier, but actually I think the the kind of read you got of Lisa Vanderpump when you watched the spinoff, like that actually could maybe make for an interesting interview as well. Yes. And um, Gigi, is Gigi still around, her dog? I think... What? No, I think Jiggy died. Oh, Jiggy. Jiggy. One yeah. of them, one of the dogs. I was thinking when you said Gigi, I thought of Gigi Hadid. I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, wait, because <laughs> she's t- she's tied to Housewives as well because of Yolanda. Um, no, yeah, I think I think Jiggy died, but Lisa still has like an army of dogs at her beck and calls. So I'm sure she's got one on her lap as we speak. Yeah, Vanderpump would be an excellent podcast guest. What about you? Who would be your ultimate? Oh, that's a good one. I think I would like to kind of pick Kyle Richards' brain just because she's been through so much in her career and then she went and did Housewives and has stuck that out for over a decade. I think that's fascinating. I don't always like Carol Radzaville, but I think her Ooh, take yes. on the Housewives is so interesting. I know when Dave Quinn was on this podcast, he wrote this amazing book about the Housewives, like an oral history, and he interviewed all of them at length. And he said, like, he was talking about how Carol spent, like, 12 hours or something on the phone with him talking about the show. So I'm like, she's someone I feel like if you... If she'll go there with you, she'll go there. And she's a journalist. You know what it's like to interview a journalist or anyone who does interviews. When they get going, they give you the real dirt. So I feel like Carol will be, she'd go there. Now, she'd never do it because she's a bit away from Housewives. Tamara, I think, will be fun too Mm -hmm. because she's very gossipy and she's very forthright, as you mentioned on her podcast. So, yeah, I mean, I'd love to talk to Kenya Moore from Atlanta. I know you don't watch Atlanta, but she's a real character and she's so open and glamorous and interesting I think she could be fun so yeah it's funny I've toyed with asking housewives about this show but I'm still like it's <laughs> it's kind of a bit daunting as well oh my god you have to and yeah and just with Atlanta like everyone always tells me to watch Atlanta but I feel like it's so big now I've tried to start yeah. a few times and I just get lost in it I think I'm going too far back so I need like someone to tell me a season to start from Maybe season three, actually, because by three, it's like, yeah, maybe try three. And you could also do that cheat of like, watch maybe the season two reunion to get a sense of what happened the first couple of seasons and then jump in with three or four. I think that would be a good call because it's everyone who wants to watch a housewife show now that's older. It's like that is the problem, isn't it? It's like there's so much ahead of them where they're like, oh, my God, where do I even begin? Yeah. And that's why I think, you know, when Beverly Hills came to Netflix in the lockdown, like my yes. like my sister-in-law Julie only started in covid and she says yeah. like Georgie like it's two o'clock in the morning and I'm like hiding under my duvet <laughs> with the phone 
Um, and I'm like, oh, welcome to the world. And then I also feel so jealous of the people who are just starting. And I'm I'm trying to get Julie to go and start the OC because I think the the first like 10 seasons were gold. Uh, but she's yeah. like, I just, I, she's like, I can't, I can't get sucked into another series. Like I've work to do. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's like I have life and you're like your life is this now pick up the phone yeah, your life will be better when you watch the OC seriously <laughs> I couldn't agree more um I'm so curious what your take on this will be because you've watched all the shows and you've been into them for so long but what would your real housewife's tagline be <gasps> oh no oh my god I haven't, <laughs> I haven't prepared for this <laughs> I mean, I feel like just the term good glow rhymes with so many things. So that has to be in there somewhere. How could you not have told me this in advance? <laughs> I think I did. But I gave you a lot of information, to be fair. So I appreciate that. Like it, it is always gets people on the oh spot. Oh, my God. So like I'm all about like healthy food. So would it be something like yeah. life can't be all aubergines and something something like do you know what I mean <laughs> like as in like like you can't be perfect all the time eating healthy food so I'm gonna I'm gonna think about this and I I'm maybe I can send it to you and you can put it in at the end at the end <laughs> I feel like actually that's a good call that the food thing like I'm like something to do with plate like I'll serve you like I don't know, I'll give you drama on a plate or something like you know, I'll serve you up God I'm trying to think of like I know oh I my know. god it's, <laughs> it's like a brainstorming session this feels like live radio all of a sudden <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah you know when you're on air and someone goes and what's going on with such and such a celeb and you're like I haven't a clue I'm gonna have to try and fill <laughs> yeah yeah what what's Vicky Nataro's one is brilliant um, oh the first one she said was um life isn't all cashmere and it was like chipper or something but it should be <laughs> yeah. something like Vicky's gonna kill me because I can't remember the specifics but it was something in that vein but I think see I don't know I feel like something glo- like good glow lends itself just as a phrase because it really you realise the more you watch a lot of the taglines are just a rhythm thing they're like as you said with the, the aubergine like it's da 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 yes. so I'm like mine has to be know. something like you know you know it can't be all about healthy food and you know all the time you know it needs to be something like that I need to work on this I can't believe I didn't prepare for it or maybe you'd be like my health is my wealth but having fun is rich too or something like that like oh something my god that's very good for just off <laughs> that's the top very... of your head <laughs> that's very Dorit actually I could hear Dorit <laughs> saying that <laughs> my health is my wealth <laughs> and Dorit at the at the wedding of um Claudine Keane's brother I know what a small world like she's properly mates with Claudine which I find so funny that we I know she's kind of popped up in passing on the show but like I wonder has she ever been approached about doing the show <gasps> oh my god that could definitely happen or maybe if they did the Dublin one for real like the official one Claudine would be like the bridge between yes. the American world <laughs> and here and she'd come over and you'd find yourself on camera Claudine and Dorit in no time oh my god gold TV gold Absolutely. Um, another question I love to ask guests on the show is, uh, you're having a Housewives dinner party tomorrow. You can have five people over from Housewives World. You can have Housewives themselves, friends of, mm-hmm. you can have a side character. You can even invite a husband if that's your vibe. <laughs> what five people are you having over and why? And I'm sure the food would be excellent, no doubt. Mm, yeah, God, the pressure of what to cook. So I, <laughs> yeah. and, and they don't eat much, so it would probably be a yeah. wasted <laughs> afternoon. It'd be mini portions. <laughs> uh, so I definitely have Andy. 
Okay, that's a good I need call. It. No one's ever said Andy before, actually, asked. but it makes so much no, but it makes so much sense to ask Andy. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm surprised no one's ever said Andy. Yeah. Um yeah. definitely Kyle Richards. Yeah. Is Chris Jenner a, a friend of the housewives? I mean, do you know actually she kind of technically is. Go on, throw Chris. Yeah, in. okay. So I've got Andy Kyle and Chris Jenner. Um <laughs> I don't no offense to Faye Resnick, but I'm gonna leave her out. Um, <laughs> I'd say she's heard that before. <laughs> no, we'll have Chris and Kyle for Faye. We're sorry, there's not there's not another chair. <laughs> We're definitely gonna have Bethany because you know, Bethany yes. used to mind Kyle when she was younger, so they'd have a little relationship, wouldn't they? Yeah, they're friends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did Bethany used to be their nanny, no? Yeah, I think she, yeah, she did, like, babysit them and then, like... Oh, wait. Oh, no, she babysit the... She was friends with Kyle, but babysit the Hills. Oh, yeah, sorry. She was... was. Pa- yeah. But she's in the family. Yeah, yeah. she was Paris's nanny. She wa- definitely wasn't Kyle because they're the same age. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's like, well, this is weird. Go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we've got Andy, Kyle, Chris, Jenner, Bethany. Oh, God, who'll be my last one now? Um... Oh, God, this is hard. Ca- I'm going to put in Carol Radzoil. Oh, yes, because again, I tell you, and also Carol and Andy don't really get on, so it'd be good to see them reunite yes. after all these years. Yes. And as well, I'd love to know what Carol would wear, because I feel like in the last two seasons, her fashion got really out there and interesting to watch. So, yeah, I think Carol would be would be an interesting one to have around the table. I just picture Carol walking in in like a pair of insane leather trousers and everyone's like, what do you do? And she's like, what? They're comfortable, like fully doing something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm going to squeeze in um, Giselle as well, just just for the crack. I was actually hoping you'd say Giselle because I feel like she would be amazing at that table. Can you imagine Giselle and Chris Jenner? Oh. She'd be like, all right, tell me everything about Kim and Pete. <laughs> yeah, okay. We're, we're, I might actually sub out Carol for Giselle then. Okay. I'm taking the table. Yeah. Sorry, Carol. <laughs> I'm doing the table like, plan here. I was going to say, I can see you doing the place cards. You're like, move that one along. And <laughs> um, I suppose for you, do you like, do you think that like watching Housewives is kind of a form of self care? Because you talk about that a lot as part of what you do with Good Glow. It's something you're quite passionate about. Like, would you consider it like your time with a new episode, like kind of me time in that sense? 100%. So. You know, I find it um, a way to escape. And, you know, when I'm watching The Housewives, I'm not on my phone Um, and I'm kind of I just I'm able to switch off and watch it. I'm so interested, as I said, in people watching. I feel like I have to be really conscious of watching it around Jamie because it kind of it almost stresses Jamie out, especially like if there was a reunion or something, I could never watch that if he was in the house because, the sh- you know, the way sometimes and they're shouting and shouting and it's like almost like a volcano erupting. Like he's yes. like, oh, my God, please, Georgie, I'm so stressed listening to that in the background. So I pick my mind. <laughs> you're like, you're so soothed. You're like, but to me, it's so calming. <laughs> <laughs> this is my me time. But 100 yeah. percent like it, it's just uh I love it. I absolutely love it. And it's given me so many laughs and it's helped me understand people a little bit better. And um, it's all also made me appreciate my normal, my very normal life. <laughs> That's true. That is one way of putting it. And it's funny you say that because I have noticed that too, like, if I had a friend over or if I was at a home with family and I, they were like, oh, you can put something on. You, I would also be like, I'm not going to put a house size reunion on because they will not get mm. why they're shouting, first of all. But then also, as you say, 
we know that that's not every episode but you're like well the one day you watch is the one where they're all screaming around a couch like I swear it's not usually this <laughs> yeah like you become really protective you're like I swear it's actually good like don't judge me yeah and like it's kind of like your sacred time isn't it like people yeah. don't really understand it and I think the more people are starting to watch it uh you know you, you you can have the chat now when you go out for lunch with your friends and about it um, but yeah, it is, it's kind of, a, it's, it's a kind of, it's a guilty pleasure, I suppose. And it's interesting to me that you are not on your phone when you watch. I am, unless I'm watching something with subtitles, I find it very, or I'm in the cinema, I find it very hard to not be on my phone when I watch something, even something I love. Really? Yeah, it's such a, it's just a bad habit more than anything, but I, and sometimes if it's houses, I might be texting where I'm like, oh my God, I'm on that bit you mentioned. Like, yeah. I find it very hard to watch it with just, um, just just without my phone which is really embarrassing but it's true yeah well listen that's the way the world has gone now and like I can't watch the bake-off anymore because I don't know what's going on because I'm looking at my phone so much like I used to love you know I think it was on Wednesday nights watching the bake-off from start to finish and falling in love with all the quirky characters and all the different people and now I'm just like I get to the end of watching it and I'm like, I couldn't tell you what happened in that show because I'm on my phone and I'm like, that is really bad. Like I need to sort that out. So with the housewives, no, it's phone down and I'm fully in. Fair play. I mean, if I've, if I've taken one, I've taken a lot from today, but that's definitely one thing I'm taking. Um, you've kind of watched a lot of the shows, but like in terms of your Real Housewives journey, is there a show you're going to tackle next? Are you somebody who goes back and rewatches old season or old episodes? Like, what do you think is going to be next for you with Housewives and watching habits? Yeah, I definitely go back and I watch the spin-offs like Teresa goes in and, you know, those. those oh, yes, sort of the ones. jail yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, I'll go back and kind of watch yeah old New Jersey ones mainly just because I think their lives have changed so much especially Teresa's that like sometimes I go back and I'm like oh my god like the way Mm. she used to live and the way he used to speak to her and now she's loves yoga and you know is so independent and I love that journey for her um but I think for me I'm you know what I might tackle Atlanta because so many people have told me that it's amazing so I and I know that I'll love it so I'm going to I'll probably start that some sometime this year. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm really excited for Beverly Hills to return. I think they've a lot to live up to over the last few seasons yeah. with like the Denise thing and Erica, yeah. you know, um, I'd say they're a bit nervous about bringing back this season because maybe they don't have a huge storyline. But um, yeah, yeah I, there's something about Beverly Hills that I find very comforting. I'm the same, even do you remember, like, because you said to me when we were giving this to shows that Beverly Hills had kind of got a little bit boring at one point, and I would have agreed, and yet I always found it the most comforting, I think because visually it's just so rich mm-hmm. in every sense, like, where I find with Beverly Hills, I'm like, you could put that on mute and just watch it as, like, audio, visual wallpaper, it's just so, <laughs> yeah. like, soothing, I don't know what, and it's also kind of, of all of them, it's the most soft focus, like, they really put a little blur on it in post-production which makes it so like soothing to look at so I think I I can see where you're coming from there yeah and the music as well and yeah it's it's fab and it'd be interesting to see you know what what will happen between Kyle and Kathy this season I hope they don't fall out forever I hope they because they're the perfect duo I know and like as you said earlier there's always so much going on with that whole family and those sisters and ultimately you do kind of I don't think anybody likes to see a family not 
getting along because like you say it's like kind of you want sisters to be sisters you don't want them to be at loggerheads for too long yeah and I think Kyle's like underneath it all is a good person and you know I think yeah that exactly that that you you as much of it as it is for our entertainment you don't want to really watch two sisters falling out exactly it's like there is a line like come yeah. back at some point yeah. um before I let you go, where can people find you online and tell us about the podcast, including its spin-off, which is back for a new season as well? Oh, well, I think your listeners um, might enjoy my spin-off podcast. So The Good Glow, uh, I started it like three years ago and I have you know really inspiring guests on to talk about you know, their lives and things they've learned mm-hmm. along the way. And then I started Soul Sisters this year, uh, which is a spin-off podcast, kind of like about the day-to-day things and the funny things that happen in the week and how, you know, just like my future tagline, that life doesn't have to be all about your five a day and, you know, running 10 kilometers and, you know, be trying to be perfect like life isn't like that and uh, it's myself and one of my best mates Claire Solon and we just talk about the ups and downs and and also kind of have a laugh with each other so that's called Soul Sisters um so if anyone wanted to check that out that's we're in season right now and it's on the same podcast feed as Google so it's great because you can kind of get the two shows in the one place yes. it's like getting to uh, a two for one with your podcast and of course there is a live show happening for the Good Glow later this month. What can you what can you tell us about that? I'm sure it's all, you know, a big surprise for people who are going, but what can we expect from oh, that? Oh yeah, we're back in the National Concert Hall on May 30th. Uh, do you know what? It's just going to be a night of um, inspiring talks. Um, we've got an amazing surprise guest. We've got the Dublin Gospel Choir. It's about, wow. you know, a lot of my audience would say, oh, I'm a little bit lonely or I don't know how to make friends as an adult. And we've got loads of people coming to the Good Glow like by themselves, um, which I'm really excited about and building on that community that I have. And it's just full of amazing people. We're all on a journey, you know, and we all help each other. So yeah, it's just going to be a fun night because, you know, wellness doesn't have to be so serious all the time. And I like to kind of tap into that side of fun with it too. For sure. And if people want to find you on social media, where is the yes, best place uh, to do Georgie that? Yes, Crawford. Fab. Okay, well, listen, Georgie, I don't know how you do everything with a good glow and also maintain such a strong housewives <laughs> schedule. I imagine your diary is literally like both in tandem at all times. I just make, I make time for the housewives. <laughs> <laughs> you have to make time. It is self-care, as you said. But I don't know how you fit it all in, but I'm glad that you do. And I'm very thrilled that we got to talk to you today. Thank you so much for coming on Housewives and Me. Oh, thanks, Connor. I'm such a fan of what you do and all the good vibes you put out into the world. Like we used to work together back in Spain all, all yeah, those years yeah. ago and never forget those days and and where we came from and I'm just delighted this podcast has been such a success for you oh thank you and look this was a mini spin reunion for anyone who was looking for one (laughs) there you go Georgie Crawford on Housewives and Me you can of course find Georgie's podcast The Good Glow wherever you get your podcasts and the new spin-off show Soul Sisters is on the same podcast feed as well so you're getting two podcasts for the search of one (laughs) if you look up Good Glow And of course, if you head to thegoodglow.ie, you can get more info on all the different elements of Georgie's business, from talks and corporate talks to recipes and all that good stuff. And don't forget, Georgie is in the National Concert Hall next Monday, May 30th, for her live show, 
which I'm sure will be spectacular as well. I'll put links to that in the show notes of this episode if you want to check it out. And I'll put links to where you can find Georgie on social media as well. If you want to follow this podcast on social media, you can do so at Housewives and Me on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as well. It's Connor Bean is where I am on both of those platforms. Do consider, if you can, and you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leaving us a rating or a review. It really helps people find the show. And on Spotify now, you can leave shows ratings as well. And of course, make sure you follow or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, because there are brand new episodes coming your way every single Tuesday. So until next time, thank you very much for listening. Stay safe, and I'll talk to you soon.